Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We're back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land since 2016, you have lent me your ears whenever you felt. And I really appreciate that. So first things first, if you have not joined my email list, please join. What are you waiting on? Um, I look forward to sharing more about my greatest project that I'm working on. (laughs) I'm so excited because I have kept it a secret for about three years. Three. And I'm ready to share it with you all. I've gotten some great advice from a wonderful um, person who was telling me that I should share what I have going on. And I usually build in silence, um, well, since the pandemic, and I am realizing that now is the time to tap back in with y'all and really let y'all know what's been going on with Spiritual Homegirl behind the scenes for the last three years. So I look forward to sharing that with y'all. And of course, it's a sharing September. We will be going over the good, bad, ugly, and indifferent of being in this space um, with Spiritual Homegirl for the last seven years as we are celebrating Spiritual Homegirl's seven-year anniversary on Friday, September 15th. I might do a double episode that week. I might do an episode Homegirl Thursday on the 14th, and I might do something on the 15th. You know what? Yeah, that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to share the story of how somebody thought they was going to hex me on the 15th i feel like that is just that is that's some good tea that's some good tea and it's been some time this past and i haven't had an attorney tell me i couldn't say nothing about it so we're gonna talk about it i'm not, it's gonna be interesting okay so make sure you're tapped in on the 15th of september we will get into it okay so today um i want to talk about why silence is sexy i've said it before over the years that silence is sexy but i have not gone into an updated detailed reason as to why i believe it's sexy now obviously i've been silent behind the scenes for the last three years as to what's been going on with spiritual homegirl i was more in service and i said you know what i'm going to be very silent about what i'm doing um and to be honest i was busy switching careers (laughs) honestly i mean for those who knew me y'all knew that i already had experience with mentoring and coaching people in different aspects And actually, before the pandemic started, I already knew I was going to... Well, let me go backwards. I started Spiritual Homegirl in 2016. I always wanted to go back to school for social work. I just was not 100% sure about what I was going to do in social work. Because, unfortunately, the social work stigma is pretty strong. And it's perpetuated through media. And it's always about somebody taking somebody's kids. You know? Child protective services, things like that. And shout out to, you know, those who are working and things like that in those jobs but I didn't want to do that so I was like okay and I actually was talking to a mental professional myself and I was like you know I gotta figure this out because I'm supposed to be moving to California and I just have a lot going on right now to try to go into school and again this is is pre-pandemic so I was in Atlanta and I was not sure which school I was going to go to out here for my master's I did however want to go to USC I always wanted to go to USC for something and the profession I was talking to was like, why don't you just move to California like you're going to? And I'll share more on that as well, because that move was very interesting in, a, in the best way. Um, it definitely you think you're getting it popping in Atlanta until you start over 2000 miles away. And you got to not only get established and get it popping there. You have to deal with not having a hometown advantage. It was a very interesting experience. 
we can get into that in just a moment. Um, well, not just a moment. We'll get into that in this in this month, sharing September, of course. But the mental professional was like, look, you want to go to California? Just move to California and go to school out there and get your master's. And the way she said it, I'm like, that sounds easy. But it's easier said than done. Then once I actually got out there, I actually knocked it out. So I was like, sometimes you just got to do it. So I was busy from 2020 to 2022. Not only jumping in the mix with some of the centers that I was at. Shout out to the Southern California Counseling Center, the Outreach Center out in Watts. That's actually where I got my official start in that space from a community perspective, social justice perspective. So I already knew what it was like living in the power structure. And then I was able to learn how to transfer some of the skills that I already had and then learn how to have some other skills as well to help folks. That was dope. I started at USC and then I graduated and then, you know, I made my moves, which again, we'll discuss at at a later point in this, this month's uh, episodes. So I have been really busy I always wanted to tell y'all how busy I was, but I was so head down with it. I was like, when I'm done, I will tell y'all pretty much almost everything that was going on. So, because sometimes you got to hold sacred, you know. But um, in that time frame, I was silent in certain aspects. I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes my podcasting was not always consistent. And that was because on one end, I'm working with school. I'm also working. And then in that space as well, I'm dealing with deaths. I mean, at one point I did have a marathon that I did do because I lost three ancestors in a very short amount of time. And it was just a lot. And I need to get that off my chest and I need to just release. I just got this overwhelming feeling to just create, create, create. And then I went back a little silent and I was finishing up papers and <laughs> helping folks. <laughs> so, you know, I was really in the mix. So, um, yeah, I just was like, you know, sometimes I was silent Then I, you know, I mean, I don't know if I told y'all, but I moved back home. I'm back in Atlanta, and it feels so good to be back. And we will talk about that as well this month. Um, And I just had to be silent. And the reason why I want to be silent is because sometimes there's beauty in the stillness of that. You know? It's it's awesome. Um, You have to breathe. You get to breathe. There's no expectation you're satisfying for anybody else at that point other than to deal with yourself. Like breathing for me, breathing has saved my entire life. Like I learned how to breathe differently in 2016. But when it came to applying it and what was going on, not only in being so busy and having all these things I was doing at the same time and also navigating a pandemic, being far away from home, being on lockdown in L.A., like breathing helped me out a great deal. Physically sending signals to the brain to relax while deep breathing, that's was a game changer that helped me a lot with curbing some of the anxiety that was trying to pop up with some of the things that was going on again the uncertainty and I noticed that in a lot of work that I do and just with living life in general I mean whether it's you know professional or personal experience whether I'm helping somebody or going through it myself I think societally speaking we have a problem with seeing in the uncertainty of certain things and We don't know how to not get self-gratification for that instant gratification to feel better. And breathing for me and being silent has been a way for me to find solace, even in a uncertain time period, knowing that I'm not going to get the answer immediately. None of us got the answer immediately with the pandemic. We did not know what was going to happen. We just kind of had to take it day by day. And that's one thing that I learned with the pandemic and with the uncertainty and with how extreme L.A. went. 
with how they handle things was that you have to really figure out how to get your joy and how to get your peace in the midst of it not being peaceful outside. And how are you going to manage yourself knowing that you're not going to get that instant gratification? You're not going to know when you're going to fly back home. You're not going to know when the mandates will end. You're not going to know when people can come back to work. You're not going to know when you can go back to work. You're not going to know if you even have a job. Like it's a lot of, of stuff that folks had to deal with. And, um, and you're not going to know, you know, whether you were exposed to COVID or not. I mean, it was so much uncertainty. Breathing helped me out a lot. And if you do not have a breathing regimen in your life, I will give you one for the free. Now, I normally would do this with my groups. I love doing this with my groups in LA. If you found me somehow through the center and you was in my group on Thursday, shout out to you. So good to see you. Um, but I used to love doing my favorite technique and it was inhaling through the nose for four. Holding for four, exhaling through eight through your mouth. Again, one breathing exercise that you should have. You should have at least one breathing exercise in your toolbox, okay? Homegirl loves you and I'm trying to give you the game. So hopefully you're picking up what I'm putting down. But inhaling through your nose for four counts, holding for four counts, exhaling gently through the mouth for eight counts. I'm telling you, do it about eight times to start off and tell me how you feel. Matter of fact, I want to know how you feel. If you do this exercise... And it added some type of value or even if it didn't do anything for you. I want to hear about it. Email me at Maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. I want to know how it worked for you. But breathing and being silent definitely helped me out a great deal. Another reason why silence is sexy is that you take a moment to process. We are, again, we're in an age where we have to always constantly respond, respond, respond. Information is at the tip of our fingertips. Everything is a Google search away. We don't really have a moment of pause to wait. We really don't. Sometimes by being silent, it takes the pressure off of you of having to respond immediately. Sometimes you can just take in what it is. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And then if you want to take another moment, you can. And you can. And you can. Now. Let's not move into avoiding territory because sometimes we can take those moments and act like things didn't happen. What I'm saying is it's okay to take a step back and come back to it. So taking a moment to kind of process that and figure it out is also a reason why silence is sexy. Another reason, oh, and also taking the pressure off of having to respond immediately. Another reason why silence is sexy is that you can reset the tone of the conversation if you're doing this in conversation. Again, the constant need to respond back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. This is especially good during heavy conversations as well as contentious or conflict. Because I've noticed, again, whether it's been through firsthand experience or helping people through their firsthand experiences, whether personally or professionally, sometimes the conversation escalates because people are so quick to respond, because people do not take the silence, because people do not remove themselves to take the silence. And then things escalate. Sometimes it gets violent. So to avoid this from happening, reset the tone of the conversation. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, I need a moment of silence to process this and take this in. I'll be back. A lot of times folks get upset when those conversations happen and folks just immediately remove themselves because there's something unresolved and they think that the conversation is not going to happen. Oh, you're leaving me. You're trying to you just run away and things like that. Sometimes a simple sentence that says, hey, I need a moment to process this. I need some silence. I will be back. I just need to process this. Okay, I'll I'll hit you up. I'll give you a call once I. Once I have a a little more calmer to have this conversation, sometimes silence can can help reset the tone of the conversation and also help reset you. 
when you're having an hour long argument and you're super duper <laughs> on go and you're heightened and that other person is heightened, sometimes taking a 15 minute break can really do wonders for having the conversation when you all come back. At this point, folks are a little more calm and people are a little more clear and they're able to have a better conversation. And um, I think that's something that folks, and this is the thing, right? We're not really trained unless you had a mental health professional in your family or unless you was going to therapy as a youngin and you were equipped with those tools at an early age or unless you went to a really awesome school um, and were taught these things. A lot of us weren't. A lot of us were taught the best way we could. Um, we, we could learn from the folks that taught it to us, whether it was our family, whether it was our church, whether it was our um, our youth centers. You know what I'm saying? We, we just I don't I don't know of anybody. And at least that I've talked to, except for maybe one or two people ever that were like, hey, I've always been trained with these type of coping mechanisms and these kind of tools and things like that. Since I was a little a little person, you know, like a little like a child, I've, I've only I've, I've always known that it's only been two people that I've known. And I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people over the last 14 years. So. I, because again, I have other professional experience outside of um, formal mental health experience because people are people like it, it just is what it is. People, it, people are their own science. You know what I mean? And whether you're trained formally to deal with them from a mental health perspective, like I've been, whether you've been trained to navigate them through a human resource perspective or a managerial perspective or a supervisory perspective, which I have, whether you're helping people navigate the unexpected and some of the tragedies and traumas of their life in other aspects, which I have, people are just so, it's an, it's a never ending science. And what I can say out of all the people that I've talked to um, is that a lot of us, myself included, we could have benefited from having being taught these coping mechanisms and these skills much earlier. So as the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, I want to take a brief moment about silence to say, you know, hey, it's okay to take a moment. It's okay to communicate that you need a moment. And it's okay to come back reset after that moment. It's okay to give yourself the privilege or the luxury and the honor it's a pri- it's a privilege to be able to take time away because sometimes some folks are not able to. Sometimes people's housing situations are not like that. So that's the privilege in it. The luxury sense of it, of silence, is that it gives you a moment to self-care. And it's also the honor piece of it as well. It allows you to acknowledge you and to put you first. So I, again, as a homegirl who loves you and wants to see you in, I really want you all, if you're not able to do so or you haven't done so um, thus far, I would like for you to reconsider if you haven't already had a silence practice or even a breathing practice in your life. I think it will be uh, very life-changing. Again, practice, meaning you have to do it consistently. Please take time to commit to giving yourself, you know, some time for yourself. Matter of fact, here's a small challenge for anybody that wants to do it. Take a seven-second silence break and let me know how it goes. When you're having a situation where it is a little stressful, take seven seconds just seven seconds to breathe. Or if you want to take the challenge and do the breathing exercise I mentioned earlier in the episode, do that. Do it throughout the day when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or if you're feeling like you're about to feel overwhelmed. And I'm curious to know how that'll go, okay? Again, that one's on the house. <laughs> you know, I've been working with folks. We're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about this all September. I had to go from um, how I felt about going from free to fee 
and how I had to really put respect on my training. Like I've invested six figures plus into myself and into my training. And I had to learn to honor that. And I can't wait to share that with y'all. I got, we got, we got some catching up to do. We got all the tea to spill. So with that being said, y'all, don't forget, take me up on the challenge with the breathing or the seven second silence challenge. Just take that moment and get back to you and let me know how it goes. Okay. Again, let me know. Maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. I'm very curious to know. Hit me up through the email. Okay. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, boo friends, trust the journey, trust yourself. And whatever you do, do it with love. Okay. Love y'all. Peace.